Welcome everybody to episode 122 of BSing with Sean K. On this show I talk with people who live outside the box and are pursuing their creative and intellectual passions. And on this episode I'm going to play you a conversation I had with my good friend Sherry. who have, we, we go way back, um, we connected through music, but she's real into punk music and we went to Punk Island and a couple other shows together and she's she's been a drummer in punk bands but now the main thing she's pursuing is dance and she teaches zumba classes and we talk about a lot of interesting topics like the universal language of dance and music and how that can connect people and anyway without further delay here's the conversation i hope you enjoy well i've known you i've known you for a long time like i think like seven years so yeah, I met, I met, yeah, yeah. It was uh 2013, I think, because you were you were part of this. Uh, when I was at Kane, there was like a student union, and you you were with one of the other colleges, uh, Jersey City, and I met you through that. And then I think we went to like the Anarchist Book Fair because you like you like punk, yeah, and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, and we saw DRI. There was another. Yeah, the, oh my god, punk! I, yeah, that like it was like the. The, the punks that, and you were also into like meditation a lot of like similar things reading and like yeah, uh, yeah. and we and we kind of connected over that and I actually interviewed you like back then too but it was like more like a political episode and but uh, it, it, it wasn't like about uh because you do like a lot of like you're a drummer like you've been in uh I, th- I guess you started in the the punk scene right like is that like what you were first into and then yeah for sure for sure <laughs> so like how did how did uh, I guess we'll start with that like how did punk like become like your first like uh love like I guess That's a good question um I don't know you you know how like when you're growing up you're kind of just drawn to certain things and you're kind of just like not drawn to other things I think punk was just something the rawness of it uh the realness of it just I felt like I connected to it really easily as a teenager and as a young adult um so I guess just like I, I don't know I, I had friends that liked the same music so that definitely influenced me um and then I love the experience of going to concerts so that um also tied into it and then I love to make music and that was something that all connected me to that that scene yeah I think it was the uh the rawness and like the the realness for me like the kind of drew me to it because it, it seemed like it wasn't um like manufactured like a lot of I mean I, I do like some like popular music like I, I definitely branched out like a lot like it, it like I think there's good music like in all like mm-hmm. different styles but uh for me like what drew me to punk was that it, it didn't seem as like manufactured as like music that was like on the the radio where it's just like it, it wasn't like a product being put out it was like these people like expressing themselves and just putting their raw thing out there and I also liked that it wasn't about being rock stars or like being mm-hmm. anything like that it was more just like hey we're playing this music and we're connecting with other people there's just like yeah. something very real especially with like the uh like the 80s hardcore bands like Minor Threat and mm-hmm. Bad Brains and I know I know you you like those bands too mm-hmm. like some of that yeah but like Ska I think was like your main lever was that I think I love both honestly right. honestly <laughs> it's pretty equal it's pretty equal um yeah yeah it was pretty equal for both of them um I grew up on that music like I said I love the experience of going to a concert I love the idea of making that kind of music it just never worked out the way I thought it would so I had to like find other things to to do yes yeah I mean it's hard to yeah because then you gotta get like well even if you have a band like it's hard you can't it's hard to do that it's like your main thing it's good to but now you have like dancing like more recently it's been yeah but I feel like we we could kind of like go into that like start at the beginning yeah like, of course, of course. yeah 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 so so like being a drummer was like your first mm-hmm. like that in a band my, right yeah yeah 
So my first band was when I was like in eighth grade. It was called Pants Without Pockets. And it was with two of my best friends. Um, and we started in like a basement with my little drum kit and two guitars. So I started pretty young and I kept it up for like a whole decade. I think I was playing music, trying to play music, joining bands, leaving bands, trying to just find my space um, and a way to express myself for a while. And like I said, it never worked out to fruition. Um, not the way that I thought it would. I thought like I would be a rock star by the time I was like done with college and it just never worked out that way. <laughs> so, so yeah. Yeah, and and I guess like uh, you also had like, so it was like an interest in literary stuff. Like did that kind of come simultaneously with like the interest in music? Um, not necessarily. I feel like I learned, um, not that I learned, but I got into reading. I got into philosophy much later probably in like high school, the end of high school and in college. Um, that's where my love for books and for philosophy kind of developed. Um, but again, music was still a part of my, my life in college. That was still something I pursued in college as well. Um, I just had to, like a really great teacher at the end of my senior year of high school. I had a really great English teacher who introduced me to uh, different books like the Bhagavad Gita, um, a lot of um, not esoteric texts, but more like transcendentalism and different philosophies and different ideas that just kind of sparked a curiosity in me that I followed yeah. in college. Yeah. So, so like what, what appealed to you about like the, the Bhagavad Gita and so, I mean, I, like, I, I appreciate the Bhagavad Gita and I'm not Hindu and I like, I appreciate like different things from different religious texts, even though I don't really subscribe to like one religion. Mm -hmm. And there's also like stuff issues I have with most religions too, but then there's like stuff I like in each mm -hmm. of them too but uh what like what 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 drew you to like kind of like like an hour was it like an allegorical kind of thing that, yes yeah. and i would say like so i grew up in a very christian household not strict but not too strict um so just realizing how other people interpret existence um how they interpret purpose just gave me like i said it just sparked something in my mind that made it that made me want to learn more, that made me so interested. And some of it's so cryptic sometimes that it's just like, it pushed me to want to know more. It pushed me to keep reading. It pushed me to think about things in a different way. Um, and that's what I really enjoyed about it. So it wasn't like I was trying to subscribe to any type of religion specifically. It was really just like being able to look at things differently from someone else's perspective, from this ancient text, you know, and its perspective on life and dharma and different things that we we experience yeah sometimes like you have to like, like that, that's kind of like I, I did that like i um i mean i still do that i like to read like every like that that's why i was interested in like reading the different like religions was kind of like find out like what what it would appeal to be mm -hmm. from that but like but what uh buddhism would appeal to me is kind of like a way to kind of just be present and not like being over anxious about situations and mm -hmm. stuff like that yeah. yeah so okay so the, there was literary interest and then there, there was music and there was interest in drumming and then the dance interests uh it came like what was that like when you were young too because that's mainly what you do now you teach zumba classes and yeah um so that kind of started so i danced as a kid um, and I had a studio, like a dance studio that was like right across the street from where I lived. So it was very close to me, um, but it ended up closing right when I was about to transition into high school. So that kind of just stopped for me. And then I didn't dance for a long time. And then in college, there was like a talent show. And I was like, you know what, maybe I should dance. Like, I think I, I definitely had a band at a different talent show, but for, for some reason I was like, let me try dancing for this one. Um, and then I kind of just fell in love with it again. Um, I don't think I loved it as much as a kid, but as an adult, it felt um, it felt like a great way of expressing myself. I don't know how there's a better way to explain it, but it just felt like so. It was like a late. It was like it sounds like it came like later to everything. Much later. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, which is weird because a lot of dancers that I, I've met start really young and continue until they're a professional into where I just started again as an adult. That's where most people are in like the peak of their career. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah so I guess um, it, and then and then you gravitate towards like Zumba. That's the style you do, and you teach them. You teach it now, or is it like a mix of other things you do too? Or um, so I teach Zumba honestly because it's the easiest—not the easiest to teach, but it's the easiest to get certified. It's like a one-day training, um, and then you're you're good to go after that. So I I started teaching. I think I got certified in 2018, um, and then I didn't teach my first class until like months and months later until I felt comfortable. Um, but it, it's very different from most of the other dancing that I do and in terms of like it being a fitness class. So you get people of all levels and it's really just to like dance and sweat and have a good time. Uh, but other dance classes that I teach are more intentional. So if, I, if I'm teaching a hip hop class, it's not really about fitness, it's more about telling a story. So it's a little different, um, but it's, it's always fun. <laughs> I always enjoy teaching. Yeah, yeah. So I guess like uh, the the depending on like the dance of like it's like a different kind of completely. Yeah, and is there a similarity with that in drums because that's like a more rhythmic? Is there a way it ties into that like dance in general or just Zumba? Dance in general because I I know both. Like you need to know like rhythm. (laughs) They have they have yeah that's a great point. So they have like the same core elements of counting and rhythm and timing musicality um and even just like that I don't know it's like this ability to lose yourself when you're playing music and I'm sure you felt it as a musician yeah well. you just kind of yeah. get lost in it the same exact thing is happens when you're dancing you just get lost in the present you just get lost in that moment so there's a lot of similarities I guess that's why I've always loved something artsy I've always been creative in that way because they're very similar yeah and it, is it a different feeling when you're dancing like a choreographed piece as, as opposed to dancing just like oh you hear music and you start you know dancing kind of <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes so so choreography is kind of like like I said it could be more intentional it tends to be more intentional and there's like a right way and a wrong way but when you're just dancing, when you're freestyling, when there's music and there's a beat and you're just allowing your body to move, it's a completely different feeling. Like there's no thinking involved. You're literally just like allowing your body to, to flow with whatever music is playing. But with choreography, it's like, oh, I have to think about this step. If I do this the wrong way, then it's, it looks bad or you're, you're judging it a lot more than you do for just like freestyle and free movement. So there's a... There's a huge difference mm. with that. But I guess there's a way you can kind of learn to flow with it, right? Where it feels like, it, whether it's choreographed or not, you feel like you're just doing it naturally. Yeah, the, honestly, yeah. The more the, the more classes that you take, the more you get out of your comfort zone with different teachers and different music and different styles. Um, you get to a point where it's just like you, you're able to flow within the choreography. You're able to find your voice within it. Um, so it's not as much thinking it's really just feeling and emoting yeah yeah well I, I know like when I when I was in a band like we'd practice songs and then as you're getting it down it's like you think about it more but then you get to a point where it's just like a natural part of you yeah that's the best part yeah that's the best part I <laughs> yeah. miss the part of music all the time I, I literally can vividly think of moments when I'd be in band practice and I, I, we would just get lost in the music. Like the song would, like you would think it was supposed to stop, but it, we would just keep going because we were so in the moment. So those are like my favorite memories of, of music. Yeah, and I, I think you said it was like uh, not that long ago you you were sending me stuff from a band. It was like just a few years ago because it, it wasn't that long ago you were still doing a band. I think you were also doing the dance as you were doing. So I guess, yeah, and like me, like I'm pursuing like multiple Mm-hmm. Like I like doing like multiple creative outlets at once. Like sometimes it's yeah. I guess you're kind of the same way with that, right? Yeah. I am, but you know what? Like it gets so stressful. Like I don't know how yeah. you do it, Sean. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm over here trying to be everywhere, and it's just it's like between work and creativity and relationships and like trying to figure out what I'm gonna do in the next few years. It's it's a lot. So I'm trying to I'm trying to narrow down what I do and how I spend my time. Not that I don't want to do everything, but practically yeah. it's it's a lot. Yeah. Well, I guess you have to like choose what it is you're. 
focused because I think like more like this podcast and like that is like what I'm focusing on like the broadcasting stuff mm-hmm. and, and like the voice acting like I audition and then I do writing on the side and like music on the side and that's more yeah. like the you leisure do thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot but I admire your work ethic like you've been so consistent with this like yeah it's episode 122 so what? yeah <laughs> yeah I think you, you were on episode uh nine that was like oh one of my, my first when I was still like yeah that was like 2014 so oh yeah. <laughs> that is wild happy new year I, I totally forgot that this is already like 2021 oh yeah. yeah happy new year to you too well I think I said happy new year to you like I oh. sent you like a happy new yeah yes 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 yeah. I just haven't seen you like physically seen you in such a long time oh so yeah like- yeah 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 we mainly stay stay in touch through uh text I guess mm-hmm. these days like yeah sometimes you forget you haven't like talked to someone in like face to face in a while very long time so it's good to see you <laughs> yeah good to see you too yeah and um what else says oh oh yeah so like uh yeah and like punk punk island was like the other thing you you told yeah. me about that you showed yeah oh yeah we, i think we, we went to that twice or we went to that once i think uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah oh those were so fun i wonder what happened this year i mean 2020 i doubt that it even went on because of everything that happened yeah wait was that the, yeah it was your friend uh jesus mm-hmm. right that came I, I remember that was the time i went with you and then there was that fight because like somebody wanted to mosh and then the other people didn't want to mosh and then yeah <laughs> and i think yeah. the, and i think the one girl like picked up the guy and she was gonna like throw him off the like the bridge it was <laughs> oh my god yeah. yeah that was so much fun Wow, yeah, time seriously flies. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, because I think that was like what, like six, five years ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Um, I don't know if I've even been to anything. Well, I think the last concert I went to was like a reggae band, and that was like two years ago. So. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. What, what, was it one like you 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 know and you listen to? Or was it like a local? Yeah. No, no. It was um Toots and the Maytals. Oh, okay. like the Macon reggae band yeah they're they're really really great um, right. so I went to Brooklyn and I and I was able to see them but I haven't been to no. Punk Island I haven't been to any real like shows in such a long time yeah yeah, yeah I think it was like yeah I think 2019 uh, yeah I don't think I went into these shows well 2020 there wasn't many <laughs> shows yeah. so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but um I knew at one point philosophy was what what your was your major, right? And you you said that you read like uh, I think you said your favorite was Nietzsche, and I I also like Nietzsche a lot too. Like he's in, I feel like he's been kind of like like people twist his words sometimes and use him out like, of context. But but like but like well, I, I think his main message is kind of like being your best self and like like thinking for yourself and like kind of like that that that's what to me was what like the Ubermensch thing is is like like being like your your artist self like your creator self is that, that that's more what he's talking to i think like kind of for yeah. sure i honestly haven't read philosophy in such a long time because life um yeah, but yeah that was my favorite <laughs> philosopher when i was studying philosophy for sure i think he's a very strong writer um and his philosophy from what i remember um sometimes it comes off as aggressive but like you said it's like purposeful it's really like yeah. finding best part of yourself and working towards that um regardless of whatever else is happening and going on um so yeah definitely for sure I'm I he was definitely my favorite um in school but I haven't picked up a book a philosophy book in a very long time unfortunately yeah did did you used to write at all or was it more like you read or um not really I'm not really a writer in that way um, I would write papers, of course, but nothing like after that or outside of that, really. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 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 uh, yeah, because because I, I knew like you wanted to teach, you wanted to like teach philosophy, right? That was your goal. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Um, and then looking at like the cost of grad school really turned me off from trying to pursue that, unfortunately. Um, yeah. I didn't want to take out more loans than I already than I had already taken out, so I kind of put that dream on the back burner, 
until yeah, so, you know, yeah. So, so it was a, it was Jersey City. You 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 went to college too, right? Jersey City, yeah. Yeah, New Jersey City University, um, which is a really small college. They didn't really. I mean, they have a big STEM program, um, but the philosophy department was extremely small. Um, so they didn't give me much guidance as far as grad school, uh, but I did learn a lot. I had a great experience there overall, for sure. Yeah, and uh, so that, and that's where you do like, uh, well, that's where, cause I actually, I went to one of your Zumba class, you know, to try mm-hmm. something new. I think that was a few years ago. It's interesting is like we, uh, uh, you have like a wide very very interest and i guess like i'm open to like a wide variety of things too but like mm-hmm. so we like we went to the anarchist book fair yes and then the punk show and then i went to your zumba class so like yeah. so that's like an interesting <laughs> range of things like <laughs> yeah but like i said it's like sorry i have a cough drop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but i've always been creative in those different ways and like i grew up on punk music so that seemed like the perfect environment for me at the time. And I knew you liked the music, so it was a way for us to connect, you know? Um, and now it's just like trying to figure out the dance world. It's very different, but I always appreciate your support. Um, and it's been it's been a wild journey in between, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess, I, I guess, yeah. I guess I've like danced sometimes, but like more just kind of like, uh, like, <laughs> or like, like goofy or um yeah or i guess a couple of times when i was kind of when i was a bit drunk well <laughs> yeah but yeah I, I mean i wouldn't hurt to learn a you know i wouldn't hurt to learn a few moves or something like that you know it's always it's always yeah it's a great yeah. way i know for most people it seems like kind of arbitrary especially with everything else going on in the world it doesn't really seem like a a thing to do, but TikTok is huge. A lot of kids like dancing. And I think it's just healthy overall to move your body and to move around. And the way that humans connect to music is vast. So I think it's super important in general uh, for health reasons, for spiritual reasons, just for releasing emotions, releasing tension. It's great for a lot of things. So even if you're just drunk at a party and you're moving, it's still like a great yeah. way to connect <laughs> with people, to express yourself, um, to get out of your comfort zone. It's it's great for everything. It's definitely changed my life in a, in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, when I was at the in uh, the city when I was I was going to grad school, I, I stayed at a place. So like there was there was like students from like Germany and like all over the world and stuff. And then when I like we all went out and like this place and I was kind of like dancing. And then this one guy, he came up to me. He's like, no, you do it like this. You do it. Like he kind of showed me like a few things. And then I did it that. Yeah. I wasn't exactly drunk then, but I did have like a little bit. Uh huh. I was like, yeah. Yeah. yeah." (laughs) But see, it sparks relationships. Like I said, humans connect to music and then you connect to other humans that are dancing. It, It always creates these like really fun, beautiful moments, organic moments. That you couldn't have planned. Yeah, you know? it could be kind of like a, a universal language, like too. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sometimes you don't even have to speak the same language because it could be like in, instrumental music or like something. That's like. the perfect description, and it's the same thing with playing music. You can play music with people from all sorts of backgrounds, and you still find that synchronicity, like with them, this way to connect with them. Um, that's indescribable, regardless yeah. of where you come from or what you speak or. Yeah. And punk punk actually has like I mean I it's it actually has like an international kind of touch to it too because like Latin America has all kinds of punk and um, when I was in a grindcore band there were even bands like in the Middle East mm-hmm. we were talking to it's kind of like I don't know it's kind of like whoever had that kind of was into that kind of like counterculture like mm-hmm. kind of like rebelling against their the, whatever the mainstream of their culture was and it kind of united them but because they were kind of going against the grain and whatever mm-hmm. whatever part they were in so, yeah. and I think that's like the beautiful part of punk it like reunites you in whatever your struggle is you can find someone to connect to in that that same rawness that we were talking about before because we all have struggles whether they're small big personal uh global like we all have something that we're going through we all have something that we've been through that we're that hurts us that 
puts us in like different emotional states so that the emotion I don't know I still love listening to punk music from from time to time because it connects I connect to it on a deeper level on a different level like a lot of pop music doesn't do that for me it's not like gonna make me think about my life it's not gonna make me yeah. think about society it's just gonna be like oh this is fun I'll listen to it while I'm driving in my car but if I'm looking for something to reflect about then I'll definitely throw on a different record you know like I'll definitely look into music that I used to love and that I grew up with that I connect to differently yeah actually uh well I, and I think a while back you told me you're like you're a fan of uh KRS one like some <laughs> hip-hop I think does that same thing that so, punk yeah. does like yeah and I think yeah that's a great point there's a lot of rappers that are very conscious of what they say conscious of how they say it they and they do it with style and grace and then there's a lot of rappers where it's like they're just they're just talking they're not even talking in words they're just kind of like <laughs> yeah yeah well what I don't I don't like with the I think it's getting worse with like the younger generation like there's all these like Xanax and like pill popping rappers like that's really like harmful stuff and it's pretty much just like nihilistic like it is yeah self-destructive yeah very indulgent behavior um Honestly, so like I'm working on a, a piece now for a showcase um, and the theme is love and they want us to tell a story. And it's like, I'm looking for artists, like current songs, like 2020 maybe. And it's like, none of these songs even have a story. They're just like blurting out random things. So yeah. <laughs> looking for an artist who tells a story is like actually hard to find sometimes if it's not in a certain genre you know yeah wasn't there a little john i don't think he's too big anymore like wasn't there all of his songs were like what what or something <laughs> like that yeah all right yeah. <laughs> that, that was the one that came to mind when you said that like it's they're saying like the same thing and <laughs> it's hard it's hard i mean we use music for different things so sometimes you're in a mood to just be like what yeah you know <laughs> but then other times you want something that you can really sit with and think about and it's not just nonsense or about drugs or about crazy behavior you know sometimes you want something that you can sit with um and think about so yeah exactly yeah i like both i like both there's there's extremes to them both but i i like the middle ground mainly yeah so what 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 uh punk bands do you like going back to um so my favorite band that i go back to is crimp shrine I've heard of Crimshine, yeah. It's kind of like ska-ish, I guess. Like, yeah. Mm. They're, they're very, like, upbeat, I guess. Is what yeah, I upbeat. Definitely not. They're not. They don't have any, like, trumpets or saxophones. So they're yeah, not yeah. on the ska spectrum. Um, but Jeff Ott is my favorite lyric writer. I think he's just a great storyteller. Uh, very reflective. Very introspective. Very intelligent. Um, between his band Crimshine and 15, just very aware bands so that's like my favorite go-to um uh, uh, social commentary kind of stuff yeah. yeah a lot of yeah. social commentary um and you like uh fugazi right the i or, do yeah i do i, do. I yeah. like operation ivy um this is like hard because i haven't i don't always listen to that music but there's definitely some bands that i've connected to for very deeply rancid another favorite band of mine um but they're more on the pop punk spectrum but so do you think you want to get back into a band and do like punk again at somewhere <laughs> you know it's like secretly so the last band i was in which actually wasn't too long ago uh maybe from 2019 to 2020 it was like um it was called chill brown it was an r&b band like a soul band we had a poet um and a very like incredible singer uh but it wasn't the music that i wanted to make it was just so calm and so chill like as in the name um so i kind i kind of do i kind of want to be able to find musicians to like make a punk record with but the amount of effort it'll be to find musicians and time and studio space money for studio space yeah <laughs> maybe not <laughs> yeah and like people who commit to everything yeah that's the other thing it's like easy to start a band, but it's very challenging to maintain it and to keep up with yeah. it. And then um, certain personalities don't mix and stuff. Like okay. that. Yeah, I guess it's like a marriage kind of in a way. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so. That's a good yeah. way to describe it. 
it's a serious relationship so yeah, yeah. it can be very difficult to, to keep up with yeah, I've, been, I've been kind of going the like the the one man band i've been trying like the one man band thing with my project yeah. kind of yeah like drum machine um but then i have other musicians collaborate at certain times like i had mm-hmm. my one friend play guitar uh, i have another friend who might like do guitar for another song and then and then like i do like synth lately it's been like synth because it's hard to play bass here because uh like you know they're studying and stuff here i mean i, I live with like some grad students and stuff like that so mm-hmm. but um yeah how i mean it may- how, how do you like the one man band situation i mean I, I like the like the creating like putting it out being able to like the freedom in that kind of just but uh yeah but it's a di- also a different experience like jamming out like i kind of for a while I was jamming out with my friend Glenn, like some of the songs I was writing, but then he was busy with like other projects. It's like a different feel. Like if you're like working off other people or you're doing it by yourself, but like both could be good in like different ways. I think. Kind of. yeah, I agree with that. Um, I definitely, <laughs> so I was trying to learn guitar for a while. I was going to lessons um, and I actually wrote out a bunch of songs that I wanted to do with just a guitar and just myself but I was not consistent enough with it. So I admire, again, I admire your work ethic to, to <laughs> stick to, to being a musician and doing it yourself. Cause it's a lot of work by yourself, especially if you're using different instruments. I was just trying to use a guitar and I was just not even able to, to keep up with it. Yeah, well like uh, LMMS, LMMS Studios is what I use. And then I have uh, I have this thing. If only the people on the video can see it's uh, a synth- oh. yeah, synthesizer and I play like different stuff in the lmms and then there's like different plugins but first i make a beat and then i put like the synth over, over the, it and, uh-huh. yeah and then in reaper i do the vocals mm-hmm. but uh, i i've been influenced by like a lot of synth wave mm-hmm. recently like uh one of one of my favorite artists of that style is uh time cop 1983 and he does like retro wave kind of stuff i think i sent you like a bunch of link of, of like synth okay. wave stuff I have yeah to check it out. I have yeah to yeah out. yeah but uh, mm-hmm. like kind of like 80s-ish kind of stuff. And like Light Asylum is another okay. good band worth, mm-hmm. worth checking out. They were like 2010. Yeah, they were before even that whole like new retro wave thing started coming out. But mm-hmm. I think Stranger Things kind of popularized that. It's a Netflix show. I think I got through yeah. one I haven't watched it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess the begin. The, well, it, yeah, it's a really good show. I do, I do remember like the first season being like a little slow at first, but like I, I think season two and three I like the best. But okay. it has a lot. It has a really cool soundtrack though, like kind of John Carpenter ish. But okay, cool. I'll check it out. I, I've heard good things about it. I just haven't watched it myself. Yeah, for sure. So, so what is your goal with like the dancing classes you're doing and everything? Do you want to expand that? Like, just expand on that or um my ultimate goal in the dance world I want to work with artists I want to be a choreographer um which is a very different lane from the one that I'm in right now but it's especially weird because of the whole pandemic that's happened because the industry is kind of scattered yeah Um, so right now I'm just focusing on teaching and kind of building a brand or building myself as a professional in the industry um but my ultimate goal is to to work with artists and be a a choreographer but you're still uh so you're doing it in person right or is it is it over zoom like what most of my classes are on zoom um i did a workshop maybe a month ago back in december like early december i did a workshop in person we had masks the whole nine yards we had we took temperatures um and we had a limited amount of space so we only let 10 people in the room but most of my classes are online until everything is kind of, until the numbers go back down, essentially. Yeah, because I, I have one friend that said he took like a Bashada class in the city mm-hmm. like re- recently, but they they wore masks and everything. Uh, yeah. It is so hard to dance with a mask, Sean. It is so rough. Let me tell you, it's hard to walk in a mask and get comfortable being in a mask. And you're exerting so much energy when you're dancing. It's just like, so much harder to breathe it's very uncomfortable you get used to it at a point but it's just like the worst yeah it's kind of like just like putting this thing out yeah 
Yeah, yeah, and I've been going to the gym with a mask, and it's kind of a pain sometimes, like on the elliptical, like (sighs) like this. Yeah, yeah, but 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 the the thing I hate is that um, sometimes like I drink a water, and it like it goes down the wrong uh, pipe or something, and then I have kind of like a little bit of a cough. And then, but then because it's COVID, everybody thinks, oh, it's a COVID cop. So, so yeah. So like, so the worst thing is if I'm at the gym, cause I bring like a water with me and I drink it and then it's like, <coughs> like I look around, I was like, no, that wasn't a COVID cough. I'm fine. It was just, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, I'm glad everything reopened, but I'm also just like, it's really hard to work out in a mask and dance in a mask and function in a mask so yeah yeah i guess new jersey is pretty well like open in a lot of ways like compared to because like my sister is in uh california she's in oakland yeah she's in oakland now and and she says like it's still like very locked down like they don't like nothing yeah yeah i think new york is even a little more like the city i think is a little more locked down than new jersey if i'm not mistaken and um, um i go to the city frequently not to like travel around just to like do dance things from time to time a lot of stores are still closed it's very it's gotten better but it, for the past few months it's been like a different new york like a totally different world a much quieter new york way less people on the streets uh, but the holiday season it really picked up i noticed there were a lot more there were still a lot of tourists so that was kind of weird um but it's definitely still different so there's st- there's still like in-person events in mm-hmm. the city because i because yeah because uh i had that that improv group that i that i was going to they, they mostly meet through zoom and then i'm a member of this meditation group and it's all through okay. like zoom um yeah yeah i guess it's like a mixed bag with like yeah there's a lot of teachers that i take in new york um some of them are having class but again it's like limited size only 10 to 12 people in the room um, and you have to wear a mask and it's only once a week. So where they would normally be teaching multiple times, it's way less um, and you have to wear a mask. But some people are just doing Zoom classes. So it depends on the, the teacher and their comfortability with what's going on. Uh, but it's a mixed bag, like you said. Yeah. yeah. So, have you been to the city? Are you going to the city at all for, for any? I, I haven't in a while since, like, I think I went once um, during a, uh, like since the pandemic, like I haven't had a real reason, but I was like, I, I was thinking, I was thinking about like, uh, cause, cause I do have like some friends there and stuff and like people I've wanted to meet up with. But um, and my job always says like, have you traveled out of state in the last 14 days? But I don't know if New York counts for that or not. Uh, <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. Good question. I think I answered that I haven't, but cause it's right there. It's like 20, 30 minutes from where, yeah, I don't count it as a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what would be, like, your advice to other aspiring artists or people like that that want to pursue a creative path, dance or music or anything? Um, I guess it depends on where you're at in your life. Um, if you have... My advice would be if you have money and resources to spend a lot of time training and networking, um and use your time wisely. And the older you are, of course, you have more responsibilities and different things going on in your personal life. Just be consistent, be as consistent as you can with the different responsibilities that you have. Um, For me, it's not, I'm not a full-time artist. I still have a job. I still have work that I go to. Um, It's not a full-time job. It's a part-time job, but that keeps me stable and allows me enough wiggle room to, to work on my creative things so balance and consistency would be my advice yeah that's 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 definitely true balance and consistency and uh i guess like mapping out like certain goals too 100 percent. um i write my goals out all the time and they don't always happen the way that i think they'll happen they happen on their own time with people that will come in and out of your life Uh, but just having a vision and having an idea of what you want to do helps a ton and it keeps you focused it allows you to be consistent on one single thing at a time if i could have a hundred hands and do a hundred things at once i would definitely be doing that but (laughs) a lot and it would drive me crazy so 
stay focused, stay writing out your goals, what you want to accomplish, and keep with it. Yeah, I've been, I've been thinking to make this a part of a, a network. Mm, what do you mean? Like, like a, a BSing network. Oh, okay. Yeah. And may, it could be a network of podcasts, and then who knows where that could expand. Maybe there could be some web series. Or, okay, cool. Yeah, like video stuff. Or uh, I'm look I'm looking for jobs like in the entertainment industry. But I think my ultimate goal, like I mentioned, the BSing network. I want to be working for myself because, like, that's really like the. I mean, I know that'd be like it's like a long road to that though. So that's something I'll have to kind of build up on the side but B- bsing network like my own media network is something i'm thinking about and yeah. I, what about you have you have you like because i know you teach zumba classes so are you are you looking to work for yourself or so when i started out when i first got certified for zumba like my goal was to teach classes and kind of be like an independent contractor and maybe start like a a dance company or entity and i've realized just time and again, like how much it requires. And I was not mentally prepared (laughs) for everything that it requires. Um, It's so much easier to just be a dance instructor and show up to a studio that's already established. They have students, people just have to sign up for your class. But when you're an entrepreneur, when you're working just by yourself as yourself, it's like, you have to find your customers. You have to worry about marketing. You have to worry about your expenses. You have to worry about every little thing your website your emails going to events to to let people know you exist it's just so much more work it's like a full-time job but with no benefits at all (laughs) yeah and all all the stuff you don't even think about like if if you're just working yeah crazy yeah people make it look so easy but i promise it is not (laughs) yeah well i guess if once you're successful with it then it's like but it's building it up is like the hard yeah, those Part, foundational yeah. steps. And like, I guess I'm I'm just very super impatient. So I underestimated the amount of time it would take. So it's been about two years of me working consistently. And it's like, I'm still trying to figure it out day by day. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, my next steps and how to build and how to get people engaged. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. That, yeah, that's, yeah, I guess that's like why I'm thinking like, build it up on the side as I do mm. like work and try to like work more in the, the industry. industry to, the yeah. yeah. That definitely makes sense. Um, and like I said, if it weren't for my job, it would be, I'd be struggling right now, especially with how the pandemic kind of changed everything from going to in-person classes to now doing everything on zoom. If it were just me by myself, it would be a lot more adjusting, but my part-time job allows me some stability so I have wiggle room in terms of like, oh, I can choose to teach classes this amount of time per week. I can choose to do this. I can choose to have a workshop here and there um, as opposed to having to really like hustle to build a business full time if I didn't have yeah. something to fall back on. Yeah. So you might just, yeah. so I guess you're looking more to teach in a studio now, right? The, does that be like if a studio hire you and you're like, yeah. So you like work. Yeah, you, you like, think- well, so, so, so you like the, the idea of working for yourself, but you, but you, but you kind of also like that as a dance, it's like, if you taught at a dance school, you just have to show up and teach and, but you said you're still kind of conflicted. You don't know if you totally like that. Exactly. exactly. I like bits and pieces of both. Working for yourself is incredible. You get to make your own hours, your own schedule. You get to do things when you want to. But if you're building a business, it just, like I said, it requires so much of, of everything. So it's, it's very, very overwhelming. Yeah. At least if you were teaching at a dance studio, though, as your job and you were building up your business, you'd still mm-hmm. kind of be in the realm. True. Like it's, it's good to always be in the realm of like what you want yes. to be doing. Yes. So. Still relevant to the industry that you're in. Yeah. Um, but a lot of studios are not doing in-person classes yet. So it would still be the same thing of me teaching from home. So yeah, it's not as exciting. Like, how does it work? Is it kind of like watching someone on YouTube when they like say, here's, let's do the workout and they stream. So it's kind of like one of those streams where you see the person like working out or doing the. Yeah. 
it's it's really like oh it's not the same and then when i'm teaching i usually use zoom so i can only see my my students in like that little box on the side so it's like barely even see if they're getting it if they're picking it up i have to like run over to the screen and really look at them and say how's it going you know give me a thumbs up if it's if you can see if the music is okay whole different world it's very it's very challenging but it's still rewarding thankfully I still love dancing I still love teaching and being able to work with people but the interaction is totally different yeah and I yeah and I was I was just thinking that um I guess uh like being like because like with the 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 media stuff like uh like it's good like I'm I'm being focused but also like flexible like I could do if like that's why like you know audition for like voice acting and like roles and then also like mm-hmm. applying to like the production side like whatever i just want to like be in that realm like if i i feel like if i were too rigid and just like i want to do this then that would close off other opportunities so it's kind of a balance like yeah true but it's great that you can like put on so many hats in that industry like that's so helpful like so you can apply to all yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can apply to all different types yeah. of jobs to be on set that's awesome that comes in handy so so much um and i think that's kind of why i want to really focus on choreography like yeah i can dance and i can do the role as a dancer but i also want to wear a different hat like being a choreographer is a different skill set yeah. it's similar. maybe you can like direct the music like a. Uh... What about like musicals, like directing a musical or something like that? Okay, well, I hate musicals. So that's... Is it that they break into song like randomly? Yes. That, that's, yes. that has always annoys me too, especially oh. with uh, West Side Story. Like it's this, <laughs> it, like West Side Story is, is like a good story and it's um, yes. like it deals with like a lot of important issues. Like it's, you know, it's like uh, like racism and like, like, you know, all this. And it's kind of like a Romeo and Juliet, like a like updated Romeo and Juliet but then it's like it's just stupid at times because they're just like they're just like you know like hey I'm a jet you know I'm gonna intimidate you like by snapping my fingers like this like hey boy it's like randomly break into I hate it I hate it I've always hated it I think it requires a lot of talent and I respect the artists who do it but as a viewer I just do not enjoy it so I will probably not be directing any musicals coming up yeah, especially if it's like a really serious story, it kind of like takes you out of the throws you off moment. completely. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So maybe like a music video I can direct. That would be something I'm interested in. Yeah, or with like the dancers that you see there's different there's different like things you can Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the fun part. A lot of dancers transition to choreographers and then transition to creative directors or producers. So that is something that you know, I'm keeping my eye out open for, but we'll see. The industry is very weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's good to, yeah, and things are, like, especially with the environment now, like, you don't, like, things are kind of uncertain, so it's good to, yeah. like, be open, be open to different 100%, opportunities. A hundred percent. Now, I just um, assisted, her name is Angel Kaba. She's, like, a Afro dance teacher. She's doing virtual events. So she is like changing the game, just trying to do things online. So we did a virtual dance contest where people submit themselves. Uh, We put their videos on YouTube and then we kind of measure their engagement. So depending on the views that they get, comments, likes, shares, um, then that's like the most popular award that we give out to, like the people's choice, uh, just because of the engagement that they got. So instead of a live action dance contest where you have people coming in it's like everything is virtual so the industry like you said it's shifting in ways that i yeah. could have thought of <laughs> a year or two ago <laughs> we'll see what happens yeah, we'll yeah so so it, it uh yeah because you just mentioned that she, she teaches uh like afro dance so is that like another is i i'm assuming there's like a lot of sub genres that like is that, is that something you like you teach too or like your knowledge about too okay i'm beginning i just started maybe a year ago taking classes consistently in that style in afro dance but there's like mini genres there's like afro beats there's different there's like west african so there's hundreds of like subcategories to afro dance um but it's a very fun style it's very different very 
not it's not it's not hard it's just very different from traditional western movement um so i enjoy it i love it i've been learning a lot assisting her um and she's just very innovative with what she does so yeah yeah, yeah that, that must be interesting to dive into and like how because uh because like dance it seems like it's kind of an intuitive thing but it's also like it's developed differently in different cultures and that's kind of interesting to look at like yeah there's, it gets very technical. There's words and terms and vocabulary for each style. And every teacher is very different from the next teacher. Even if they teach the same style, if they're both hip hop teachers, they can teach very differently. Um, yeah. So it gets very technical. Some people are more intuitive. Some people are more just like movement based, but some people are very like, you need to know this, this, this. You need to have a strong foundation. You need to have done ballet, you need this. So it varies. Hmm. It varies. Oh, so they so they consider ballet like the essential. Ooh, like, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ballet teaches you a lot of like core strength, a lot of like proper lines and proper like posture. Hmm. I struggle through it all. I still try to learn as an adult, um, but yeah, it definitely helps with everything. A lot of so the like that. It's like you have like how you have to learn uh, blues for like guitar mm -hmm. bass, like it's the, yes. the foundation. Yeah. Yes, it gives you that strong foundation for you to like be able to jump into other types of music. Yeah, it's the same thing. Same thing with dance. Yeah. Well, it's good to catch up, and yeah, thank you for coming on, and thank you everybody, and uh, follow my stuff on Spotify, iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. And I'm also on YouTube. This video is on, will be on YouTube. Okay. And uh, what, what about you? Where can people follow you and your, your work and everything? Um, you can follow me at, at S-H-A-R-I underscore L-P. So at Sherry L underscore L-P on Instagram. Um, I think that's mostly the social media I use. I have a YouTube page, but I don't use it consistently. So Instagram is the way to go. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, good to good, uh, catch up. Thank you so much, Sean. What? BSing with Sean K. BSing with